1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm here with the uber talented Gina Militia. How are you, Gina?
2: I'm great, Valerie. How are you going, Valerie? The Annie Leibovitz of pet photography.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm not quite sure if I can be called the Annie Leibovitz of pet photography, but, you know, one day maybe I hope to go to exotic locations with my pets and shoot them in, you know, really cool poses and that be cut on the cover of Vanity Fair one day.
2: (laughs) Just imagine imagine Rexy on the cover of Vanity Fair. You uh, totally would be like a star age mom
1: Oh, totally. But I think, actually, some years ago, you actually did a mock-up cover of Rexy on Vanity Fair, if I recall. (laughs) So, um, he's already made it, as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, more importantly, I mean, we're going to talk about photography this week. And uh, this week, it's actually going to be about performance anxiety. Did I say that right? Performance anxiety, (laughs) shooting for concerts and theatre. But before we get onto that, I want to, you know, it's a question on everyone's lips, really, following on from... Last week's podcast, that and that is how is your squat challenge going? <laughs> My squat I, challenge. I recall yes. that you you got an app and uh, you know I you're did. trying to get into the habit of doing a certain number of squats so that yep, you yep. can crack some walnuts.
2: Exactly. How's so, it going? Not haven't quite got to the walnut stage yet, but the app is awesome. And and what it is is so like you've got the the 30 days in the app, and it, as you do each each day's challenge, you tick. Right, right. You know, right. And you know, um, the the uh, comedian Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. Of so, like, when he was coming up the ranks as a comedian, he set himself a similar challenge. He wasn't doing squats, but he <laughs> wanted to, to to improve his uh, skills as a comedian. He wanted to write a joke a day. And what he did is he got one of those um, yearly calendars and he put it on his wall. Yeah. And he, when he'd write a joke, he'd he'd uh, put a cross through that uh, through that through the day. Yes. Yeah. And he wanted to, like, I think he's a bit of a compulsive obsessive, but he never wanted to break the, the chain. Mm. And so I think he went for, like, you know, a couple of years without breaking the chain. And it's like I think it's a really good thing to do if you're th- that kind of person that that, that loves because I, I every time I tick, I don't want to have a break, like, on my squat challenge. I want to, once I start something, I really want to finish it. So, so this is a way to keep me to? going. I'm up to, like, day nine. Okay. And I, okay. So the highest number of squats I've, I've done in a day is a hundred. Okay, that's it's pretty, a lot it's of squats. Up there and I'm doing it. it's my own body weight. Like some people um, will do them with a, like a, a weight across their their back and then squat like that. But it's like you know that's too hard and a bit of a, a stress on on your hips and your knee. Your knees get a bit sore. And I, bra- I like I thought you had to do them all at once, <laughs> right? But you don't. So you can, like, you can break it up and you can do, like, um, you know, 10 every hour, every time you wash your hands, every time you have a drink, do another 10. so, but in the, what I've been doing is just, like, getting up, first thing out of bed is I get the squat challenge out of the way. And if it's, like, a high number, like 100, I do, I do, like, um, one set of 50 to get me started. And then then as I start to want to throw up, (laughs) I I I break it into, like, 10, 10, 10, 10. And just to make it easier, like this morning, I was getting to the end and it's like, it's too hard. So i count backwards instead. And then oh, count does that five. work? Well, just anything to distract myself from, right. uh you Well, know. you could do
1: what I used to do in the days when I used to be able to do, you know, pull-ups is. Uh, uh,
2: how, oh, how many can you do or could you do? What you oh, get up to? Oh, I only
1: got up to eight.
2: That's a so lot. That's really impressive good. actually. No,
1: but the, in those days what I used to do when I watched television, I would do push-ups in the commercial breaks.
2: That's awesome.
1: So that's a that's a good tip. You don't necessarily need the the app. You just need a good TV show with lots of ads.
2: Um, there, there's another podcast I've been listening to. It's called Fitness in Post. And yes. this is a guy. Have you heard of them? Yeah. Really? I told you about them. No, you didn't tell me about I found them randomly on my own, We've Valerie. I found it. them We've by mentioned myself. It on
1: this have podcast, we?
2: Gina. Really? I'm like a goldfish.
1: <laughs> You're like Guy Pearce in Memento. We've talked That's about this podcast.
2: That's me. I have to write myself notes every night just to remind myself <laughs> who I am and what I'm doing here. But, yeah, they come up with little hacks like that. It's, that is so awesome. So, you know, every time you're not doing something away from your desk, drop down, some sit-ups, uh, yeah. planks, pull-ups, yeah. whatever, squats.
1: Okay, so this isn't actually a fitness podcast. <laughs> so maybe we should move on to uh, something. You sent me a link this week about um, some stuff, so a very, some very clever MacGyvered action.
2: Ah, you know how much I love MacGyvered stuff. So basically this is a story about photographers who have needed to, like, you know, their equipment just wasn't quite doing it for them. And and so they've actually um, MacGyvered something together to make it the way that they want it to. Mm. And then in the end it's gone on and and sold and made them like really rich and famous. Do tell. Well, so like one of the guys is the guy uh, who invented uh, the ray gun Flash unit, and um, his name is uh, Dalibor Zayka, and um, so he MacGyvered, uh, like – He's looking at the ring flashes that all the uh, fashion photographers were using which cost they're really really expensive like thousands of dollars and uh, he got like um, cardboard and foil and uh, just a, like a, a normal um, flash off camera and and put it on put it on his camera and made like a ring light that goes around the lens and at first people laughed at him but then when they saw the light that it created mm. suddenly they all got excited and uh, yeah he, he turned it into to that so it's like an awesome thing
1: wow and so do you have one
2: no i've got like a, another like a, a different kind of a, a ring flash as well
1: clever i like it when people you know it just necessity is the mother of invention isn't it and always mm. always better when you can make lots of money from it
2: exactly
1: but let's move on to this to what our topic is about this week, performance anxiety, mm. how to shoot live bands, concerts, theatre and television. Now, you do a lot of this, I know, especially in the entertainment world. We know we've yep. been on many shoots together. Yep. Uh, just for people who aren't familiar with uh, the kind of work you do in this area, just tell us a bit about it what kind right. of what kind of things are we talking about in this Okay so podcast?
2: so there's lots and lots of different things that come into the category of like you know uh, live performances so you can have like you know rock concerts and they could be like you know from mm, let's name a band maybe bon Jovi maybe bon Jovi yeah oh, <laughs> god um, so that, that like at that caliber and then and then it could be uh you know the, the local performance at the school one of your kids performing on stage those are Stedfords that they made you do that you had to sit through every single child (laughs) until the end of it and then you got to get to yours for hours till your kid loved them Um, (laughs) opera classical uh, uh, theatre there's Mm. live comedy on stage Uh, television performances that are live like you know shows like The X Factor and and Idol and Mm. things like that They're, they're all like live performances so there's lots of different like ballet things like that So anything that involves covering, photographing a performance as it's happening live on stage, okay? So that that sort of thing. The thing about this is it's like it's really tricky
0: because there's all these different
2: elements that you need to consider before you go over it. Firstly, like a wedding, there's no do-overs. So it's not like I can stand there on stage and they do something and it's like – John Bon Jovi, you know when you came up to the microphone, you know, living on a prayer, yeah, yeah, that's great. Can we come out and and like, you know, can you do that, hello Melbourne, again? Can you just do that again because I missed it. I missed the first bit. I was looking in my bag. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Can't do that. No. Okay. Can't
1: do Flash. Flash. Can't no flash lot of time.
2: because that's going to annoy the performers, yeah. and you'll be booted out of the arena. It's also going to annoy the audience as well if your flash is going off and there's that. Often the lighting. Um, is really harsh, mm. so it's like it's it's like all different extremes. It can be actually shining into your lens. It can be all over the flat place, and obviously to light up a, a band or performers on stage, it has to be fairly strong, mm. but the difference between the light and the dark, the contrast is huge, so you've got to get your head around mm. that. The other thing you've got to contend with is like, you know, you've got the – the fans or audience members, and if it's a rock and roll thing, you've got the mosh pit. Oh, like, you God. know, So, <laughs> do you want to know my my definition of what hell is? What being in a mosh pit? Other people sweat on you. Oh
1: yeah, I know. I
2: don't get the mosh pit I no, don't understand I don't. it I don't I just like I don't never have ugh.
1: although these days the big concerts of course have the area in front of the mosh pit where yep. usually photographers you're are allowed protected. to hang out however what um is the challenge there is the angle cuz yep. you're just shooting up their bum kind
2: straight of straight up their bum yep. so and also um but you know if you're not in the big arena and it's not Bon Jovi it's Bon Javi that you're photographing <laughs> <in>. <laughs> the cover band at the local pub
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> You know, you've got the drunken "I oh, oh, love you" fans that are spilling their drink all over you because yeah. wanting to get close to the. You know, so take that's a another thing. With me. That, take a get out, come me. out me as well. <laughs> so you know, it's uh, it's all of those things that you've got to contend with, yeah. and all of those things that you've got to deal with to get that still get that amazing shot. So we're going to go into uh, all the different tips and techniques I have uh, to deal with that as well. So
1: tell us some examples of some of the things that you shot in terms of live performances or, you know, theatre or whatever, just so that we can get an idea.
2: All right. So, um, some of the highlights, uh, like I've been, I've done a lot of, I've been lucky enough to do a lot of really intimate performances. So, I did a corporate gig where I was actually on stage with the Black Eyed Peas, not performing. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'd pay to see that <laughs> just,
2: just imagine it it's like you know you ever stepped on a cat and it's like you know that sound that's how i sing um so you know that was really cool i've i've actually uh done like uh intimate performances, photographed photograph intimate performances with people like pink ricky martin maroon five like you know there's corporate ones um and then there's like massive stage productions like cat stevens who is like i like anyone I think over maybe 40 will know who he is <laughs> 50. So he's up there or 50. But, uh, and I'm not over 50, but I not know who he is. But he's an absolute legend in yes. entertainment. So well, did get you get to be on the stage for that? Uh, No, but I had to, like, you know, like I was so um, starstruck by him because he's big time. And then there was a point in the production, like I'm shooting for him, and then at the end of it we had to sit together Mm. at a little table, like me and Cat Stevens, and he's on my laptop looking at my photos. Oh, wow. I had to to ring someone on the (laughs) side and go, I'm sitting next to Ken Stevens. And he's looking at my, he's touching my keyboard and looking at my photos. So you actually cool. never get over that. It was like that was really cool. And yeah. and then and then you know big TV shows like X Factor and and um, you know Australia's Got Talent yeah. and uh, Melbourne Symphony Orchestra and, and yeah. it's like I actually uh, shot with them in the pit with them. So right, they're and and like they, they let me in the rehearsal and I'm so I'm in with them to get great shots of um Tina Arena performing like mm. at, on stage with them. So like really, really cool and then, you know, I've shot my kids performances. <laughs> Doing dancing and singing and all of that, you know. So I've been the stage mum as well. So it's uh, it, it's it's fun. It's challenging. It's really exciting. And if you're a fan, like it's really yeah. fun to do as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. Have you actually been where you're? You've been a big fan of the person you're shooting.
2: I uh, so. Ricky Martin was like the 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 year that I sh- got to shoot him. I it was like the year that he was like the World Cup. He'd done mm. that performance. Mm. He was at the time the biggest star in the world, mm. and um you know I rocked up into the room and literally as I'm shooting him, there's like there was five people in the room while he was performing. Mm. So he was, rehe- he was doing the rehearsing, right. getting the shots with that, and mm. then I later shot him for a cover that same day. But, mm-hmm. like, getting to what to, to do that, that performance, mm. very, very cool. So, yeah, I was a fan. I never a, picked I you nice as a, a
1: Ricky Martin fan. Yeah,
2: I was like, he, he's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. like him, but I yeah. wouldn't have picked it for you.
2: <laughs> but anyway
1: let's talk about gear because you need different kind of gear you've got to be really portable yeah. uh, especially for live events what's your go-to kind of gear set
2: All right so before I tell you what the gear is yes. I just want to talk about so like for people who want to um, get into this kind of photography mm-hmm. the best way like we talked about the best way to get started is to actually go to the smaller events so yes. Be the one who volunteers to photograph your kids' performances because you want a place to actually practice. Yeah. And then there's uh, so many amateur theatre groups. Yes, And then there's heaps and heaps of pub bands and bands that just play gigs in little cafes and the smaller venues. Mm. Find the ones that probably find the ones that you love, people that you're a fan of, and then turn up with your camera and and shoot away and that's a great way to get started and practice like all these techniques that we're going to uh, outline tonight you know
1: what, if, you know, bands and live gigs aren't your scene, because they're not everyone's scene, no. you can practice even at business networking events. Yes. So, because where, where you've got some kind of keynote speaker, yes. some kind of speaker in the front of the room who is yep. in action, moving, yep. you know, all yep. that kind of stuff, you yep. can practice it certainly yep. at those as well. Yep. yep,
2: all of those things. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the gear that you need, obviously yep. the camera, so your yes. SLR of choice. Okay, now with that, you do need uh, fast lenses because often these situations it, it is low light and we're not allowed to use flash. Mm-hmm. So, by fast lens, I, I mean something that's like maybe got an aperture uh, wide open of about 2.8. Okay, and so ideally, you want to maybe look at say having uh, a lens that's maybe sixteen to thirty-five on a Canon or a fourteen to twenty-four Nikon or anything thereabouts in in sort of uh, other other brands as well. Uh, maybe a twenty-four to seventy. And then you need a longer lens, like a, a seventy to two hundred. So you think okay? you should be carting zoom around zoom in. So you don't need all three. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe uh, in my kit, ideally, I've got the twenty to twenty four to seventy and a seventy to two hundred. I'll have two camera bodies. One will be the twenty four to seventy, and one is the seventy to two hundred. So that
1: you're not changing.
2: So I'm not changing lenses, and then I will have, as well as an extra option, like a prime lens. And my prime lens of choice is the 85, and the 85 millimeter lens also comes in a 1.4 or a 1.8 Nikon. Not not that expensive, a couple of hundred bucks. You can buy one, and then every sort of new photographer will might have one of these. Is the Nifty Fifty at a 1.4? So wide open. That's going. To, that's a very fast lens. And that's pretty good. That'll give you, like, uh, maybe a full frame of the drummer in the band if, you know, you need to get that. And then you've got your zoom lens, you crop in really tight and get those beautiful headshots and even of speakers up on stage as well.
1: So let's talk about you've got two camera bodies, you've got all these things. Where do you physically, like, when you're shooting, (laughs) are they all on your person? (laughs)
2: Yes, so you, you, you will have them um, hanging off your body. So, mm-hmm. so basically um, there is a, uh, a, a, like, I've got, like, the camera straps and I will uh, strap them across my body one either way and then I just pull them up to my face. Or That's if I'm very clean to- Eastwood of you. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like a cowboy. <laughs> but there's these really cool uh, camera straps called the uh, the Black Rapid. Mm-hmm. And um, this is another one of those like MacGyver stories where the, the inventor of that was like a photographer, Ron Henry, invented them because he was frustrated as like, you know, when you've got the camera strapped across your body and then you go to pull it to your face, it's never really comfortable. Mm. So he designed these little quick release plates and they really do hang by your side like a cowboy, like you've got two guns and your. just Right. Tsh- and fire next to you. So they're, they're really, really cool and not that expensive. Now, if you're going to be shooting performances and it's like it is a like a rock band and it is loud, a really mm. good idea just to protect yourself mm. is to get some uh, noise-reducing earplugs to yep. put in. So what they do is that you can still hear the concert or what's going on, but they're not going to blow your eardrums out. Yeah. You know, so so there's some good ones. We'll put a link to uh, a couple of the brands that you need uh, in the show notes. Um, yeah, memory cards. Okay, okay. Yep. you're going to be loaded. There's no time to be like you know going. Downloading. Don Jovi. Wait, wait! <laughs> oh, don't do that. So I love this song. I love it. <laughs> As you're holding up your cigarette lighter, remember when you used to do that? It's like, just wait, I've got to download it because I've run out of cards. I have heaps of cards on you. Yes. And it's probably a good idea when you're doing concert stuff, you are shooting, shoot, 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 shoot. Have lots of cards, have bigger cards. I've always said yeah. don't put all your eggs in one basket. So I, I prefer not to use the 32 or the 64 gig cards. Go smaller, 8, 16 gigas. Okay? Unless, you- unless, of course, you're filming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but just be wary of that because it's like all that information on one little thing. Try and spread it off, you know, across maybe a couple and you will have one in each camera. And if you've only got one camera, then obviously, you know, maybe hopefully a couple of lenses where you can and switch and change. And if you've I mean, only got like the, the kit lens that comes with a camera, that's fine. You've got a zoom, you go yeah. wide, you shoot long. Just, just uh, mix it up a bit.
1: Yeah.
2: All right? So the other thing that you should have, you're not going to want to have, like, when you're shooting live performances and you've got, like, people to contend with and audience members, you're not going to want to have, like, a a, a big camera bag to be lugging around to put on the floor because there's a chance that there's people, you might lose stuff, you've got, yeah, all of that. So I like to have just, like, something, a little bag that's on my person. Not very sexy, but those little bum bags. Oh, yes. (laughs) You know, (laughs) they're kind of cool or something that you can just sling across your Shoulder and I've got like a um, a lo- low pro uh, like sling bag that, that just it fits like everything that I need in there like spare cards, camera batteries, and and, and a spare lens All your ammo and and just like all my ammo mm. is in there. And the other thing, um, and, and this is I, I do when I'm when I'm working and doing like um a TV show or any live performance, I'm not very good at doing the handheld stuff. Yep. Okay. I always and, – and also I suck at getting my verticals and horizontals straight. I have <laughs> a blind spot, a complete blind spot. I get so engrossed in the action, then I get my shots back and everything's on like a complete angle. <laughs> so for me, I really need – like I just – I think I shoot better off tripod or monopod, so I always have a monopod yeah. when I'm shooting and that just helps me keep everything lined up.
1: And we have to actually do a shout-out to Glenn Dube who put a note on our Google Plus page. So check out our Google Plus page, by the way. Um, uh, And he was saying that he was listening to the podcast about MacGyvering things and he gave us a tip about where there's lots of places tripods aren't allowed, like museums or street festivals, concerts, standing room only where you've got sweat pouring all on you from other people. Um, And uh, he's basically said... Uh, He says, for mine, I used a thimble for sewing thread that I cut a convenient length, tie a sturdy, non-stretchy string around it, and mine is through a drilled hole, he says, and the other end on mine has a key of the sort that you use to open a can of Spam or sardines, (laughs) but any discarded key will do. Now, he says, through the middle of the thimble, I put a quarter-inch t- 20 bolt that would hold the thimble with the string attached to the tripod socket in the bottom of the camera. So mm. now you have your camera with a thimble on the bottom and uh-huh. a long string with a key attached. So you, you, you make sure you make the string the right length for you. Then you stand on the key uh-huh. and with the camera at your eye, you pull some tension on the string and that basically stabilizes the camera because yes. essentially your whole body is the tripod. It's it's fantastic, Glenn. That's brilliant. We, we it's just lo- love this.
2: Loved it. Loved it. Hmm.
1: Really clever. So thanks for sharing that Yeah, with yeah, us.
2: yeah. That's awesome.
1: And also, yeah, check out the uh, Google Plus page for so you want to be a photographer. It's great. So many, you know, um, ideas being shared by people there. Thank you for that, Glenn. Yeah,
2: yeah. So that goes well with uh, the gear. So, yeah, a bit of string. And uh, you can also use the base plate. If you've got an old base plate off uh, any of your tripods, yes. just tie a bit of string to one of those, chuck it on the camera and step so on it way you go and uh, secure yourself. I, I'm yet to try it, but... Yeah, very impressive.
1: So clever.
2: Um, all so right.
1: let's yeah. move on to the actual tips for shooting live live events. We've got the gear sorted. Yep. And we're carrying. You know, we've got our got a little sling bag. Yeah. Want to have sling a little
2: sla- a little snack in there because sometimes these events are very long. Okay. Always <laughs> so, you know, love to have a little snack, little drink.
1: Yeah, So we've got our <laughs> two guns and our ammo bag.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So now now we're there. What's some essential things that we need to be doing especially when it comes to gigs There's often very low light so I struggle with that I'm I, I do struggle with when there's low light because I'm very shaky and mm. you know uh, go on what, so- what do we do?
2: So even if you've got a monopod or it, like you're not going to have a tripod but a monopod, it's going to be uh, tricky to freeze motion because you've got action happening and often like, you know, if it's performers, if it's dancers, if it's singers, they're moving. You know, the guitarist is, yeah. is strutting his stuff. What's is it Richie?
1: Richie Sambora. Richie strutting his stuff. Although he's not part of the band not, anymore.
2: Oh, did he leave? Yeah, I
1: know. Where'd he go? Oh, just somewhere else.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Since when? I didn't know this.
1: Gina, we went to the Bon Jovi concert isn't in he Melbourne there? together. He wasn't—he wasn't, he wasn't playing guitar.
2: I couldn't take my eyes off John Bon Jovi. He's incredibly oh. hot, isn't he? It's just oh, yeah. like we were like, how far away? We were like front row, It's it was just even. like awesome. Yeah, awesome. Um, anyway, and, <laughs> <laughs> I can't concentrate anymore. <laughs> freezing motion so okay there's a few things you need to do firstly we want to set the camera to high iso which is going to make it more sensitive and allow you to shoot a lot faster okay yes now um the problem with that is you're not using a full frame uh camera sensor so like one of the entry uh, level bodies it's going to mean that uh, you're going to have a lot more noise in your shot in post production Now. Noise in the shot if you're doing, um, it's perfectly acceptable if you're doing stuff like um, stills and things like that and if you're doing like heavy metal and things like that, it can actually make the shot, like it just makes it cooler but if you don't want that to be a part of the shot, it's either you get a full frame camera or you use some post-production techniques, you can actually uh, lower the amount of noise so just keep that in mind. Um, The other thing is when you're shooting uh, movement and you want to freeze it, the shutter speed is going to do that. So you're going to want to do a shutter speed of 250th or higher, okay? That's what you want to do. And then – if you want, sometimes it's like when you've got like the guitar player, you, you want to sort of capture the mood of the, yes. the gig as well. So you might want to like lower your shutter speed just to get a little bit of movement. So you might get the drum player, like the a little bit of um, like ghosting or movement on the, the drumsticks or the guitar as he's playing, the little arm, and it just gives that a better sense of yeah. the, like the action that's happening. So just in those things, but, but for the most part, try and shoot at a 250th or higher so you can freeze the action. Yeah. okay and that's then, a
1: good idea to, 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 to capture some of the movement because I was trying to shoot once I was in Turkey of all places because and, and there were whirling dervishes you know those whirling dervishes.
2: Is that, what's that? They say English? The... What are they? So I was thinking the fire throwers. What a derby. I've never heard that. the
1: derby. They're, 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 they, they, they. I remember
2: a... A I was in the maths class. Then.
1: No, no, no. They spin <laughs> around <laughs> trance-like. It's, it's something that they do in Turkey anyway. It's oh, okay. Oh. Um, and um, so they spin around. They've got these um, garments on that, you know, look very effective as uh-huh. they spin because they're kind of full circly things. And so I'm there and I'm trying and every different kind of shutter speed thinking if, if at least if I try every single shutter speed something will work out yeah uh, alas none of them worked out but anyway that's um but if, if I think that was because of other reasons because the light was just too low for me for me to capture it right um however uh, you know maybe you try it at, at a variety of different options
2: yeah, yeah 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 and something like that a slower shutter speed would have captured some of the movement as yeah. well could it, could it look so quite good yeah so as well as that, again, uh, the monopod or the uh, the glen pod uh, that we you could use, um, and a fast lens. So mm-hmm. you want to be shooting mm. as wide open as possible. Mm. Okay, so if you've got a lens that opens up to 2.8, shoot at 2.8. Yep. All right, and if you've got anything, uh, you can go wider. Then, if you've got the fifty, then go to one point four. If you've got the eighty-five, again one point four. And and always remember that if you're shooting a single performer, focus on the eyes. The eyes need to be sharp. If you've got, like, say uh, Richie, when he was in the band, comes up and sidles up next to—I need another—I need another band reference here. Sidles up next to John Bonjovi, and you've got the two of them, and maybe he's just behind. If you're shooting at f two point eight and you're focusing on John's beautiful eyes, mm. Richie's going to be out of focus. Yes. So you need to actually adjust your aperture to make sure that you get them both sharp. So you might might want to stop down to maybe F yep. four or five six so you've got that depth of field and you get them both sharp. Great. All right? Good tip. Okay. And so and you do wanna, you know, mix it up when you're shooting stuff like that. Mm. Okay? Mm.
1: Alright, so, and just want to uh, explain to some people who might be newbies, because we know there's a lot of listeners who are, uh, you know, experienced photographers or enthusiasts, but there are also quite a lot of um, photographers who are newbies, and when Jean is referring to getting a lens that's 2.8, it's often the, the, the lens that comes with your camera as a default is usually what do you reckon, Gina? F, about
2: f four, yeah, f four or f five point six. Yeah,
1: so um, that's a different. You know what Gina's referring to is you can buy other lenses that can open up uh, mm. a lot more, and that's when she's referring to f two point eight. and A fast lens. Ones.
2: So when I say as wide open as you can, go as wide open as you can, and in some in the kit lenses it'll be f four. Then you know you crank up your ISO and uh, get it as you know. As best you can.
1: Yeah, but if you're keen to try some other lenses, just have a look, and, you know, online or in your local camera store, is that you can buy other lenses that are very similar um, function to your current lens, except that they open up bigger.
2: Yeah, so the, the, as I said, the 50mm lens, uh, not very expensive at all, um, yeah. you know, so you can pick one of those up and that'll go to f1.4, so they're, they're worth in, in, in investing in, I think. Cool. So, what next? Um, so... Next we've got, so when we're shooting on stage, you've got bright lights, you've got black, bright, all mm-hmm. different manner. What metering mode oh. are you going to use yeah. to actually capture the action? So if you are to set your camera on auto mode, mm. what it's going to do is actually look at the scene, throw its ha- hands up in the air go, I can't do this, I'm going, that's it. Oh, I'm not to do it because it's like... Cause it's like it takes a reading off the bright lights, yeah. so, so it's got really, really bright lights. Then it sees the blacks, and then there's and then the lights are changing all the time. And then there's skin tone in there. Oh. You're not going to get you're going to get uh, something that's uh, either overexposed or way, way underexposed. So yeah. I actually don't ever recommend shooting auto in those situations. I shoot in manual mode, okay, and I also. Uh, choose to shoot uh, matrix metering which basically what it is is the camera will look at the scene and it divides it into sections and it'll go okay so it's really bright over here it's really dark over here it's kind of not so dark and it gives you an average okay once it's done that you look – and so what you need – it's basically trial and error at this point and there's no better way. There isn't an exact science in doing this other than getting on stage next to John Bon Jovi going, hang on a minute, holding a light meter up in his front of his face mm-hmm. and getting your assistant to test the shot <laughs> while you do a few test shots. Never going to happen. No. Nah. So this is the other the – the next best option is to use – go into matrix metering and take a few shots, and also if it's a large stage that you're shooting, then then take a shot at left sa- side, centre, and, and the right side, everywhere where the performers will be going, and you're going to get pretty quickly in the first few, you know, take about 15 frames, you'll see you're going for a good skin tone on the performer, and you're going to notice that what the camera says is going to be wrong, so you might need to open up a couple of stops and adjust or, or, or set your shutter speed faster, slower, to get it right. So, tweak. Yes. So, you're looking at the back of the camera. This is when it's okay to chimp. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Just rem- remind the new listeners, or, or, or explain to any new listeners what chimping is. Go Okay.
2: On. So, chimping is when you take a shot and then you look at the back of the screen and you go, ooh. <laughs> and then you take another shot and you look at the back of the screen and you go, ooh. <laughs> You take another shot, you look at the back of the screen, you go, ooh, 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 that's chimping. That's what it looks like. It's very technical, uh,
1: listeners. Loving yourself
2: sick, especially Mm. when you see a good shot. You go, ooh, how good am I? Ooh, how good am I? So basically this is the only way to do it because you're not going to be able to have a laptop, you won't be able to see properly. So you're looking at your back of the screen, you want to get a good skin tone, you want to make sure that there's enough detail in your highlights, you're not blowing them out too much, and you want to have a little bit of detail in your shadow as well okay so yep. some people will suggest that you set that set the camera to spot metering and meter on the skin tone mm. but it's not an exact science it, it doesn't get it's not going to give you the right um the right settings yep. it's out it's not it's not right for as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. i think that uh i've had the best success with uh matrix uh, experiment and, again, like do those shows where it's like a small show, there's no pressure on you yep. and just go shoot live performance. There's, there's, they happen all the time. It can be just down at your local cafe and have a play around with it, the camera settings.
1: So basically what you're saying is use matrix metering, yep. take quite a number of shots, yep. analyse those shots to yep. see whether you need to change the shutter speed yep. or the or, or move your stop one direction or the other yep. uh, and, and then base your decision on that.
2: Yeah, and you want good good skin tone, good-looking skin yes. tone. You want detail in your highlights and detail in your blacks. Best of. Now, it's yes. performance, so occasionally it's going to be okay to blow out the background. It's art, yep. so it's okay. As long as the skin tone looks good or the, the background goes to absolute black that's okay too. Mm. It's about getting the performance, and sometimes that's better. So this is not the time to be one of those photographers who's like, you know, every single thing in the in the, in the background and foreground, everything has to be perfectly exposed. Because then, ew, it may as well be on a, you know, it may as well all be lit. It's not going to have that vibe and capture yeah. the energy of the, the the actual performance.
1: It's a it's great advice because I'm usually very overexposed when I do.
2: Yeah, because the metering's right. So Mm. it's just like, like, you know, tested as well. Um, In terms of uh, the focus, Mm. okay, I shoot autofocus, okay? I shoot autofocus for everything. Mm. It's sharper for me than I I cannot spend a day doing a thousand shots and focusing because what used to happen to me is uh, one eye would just start like shut down and start blinking rapidly, you can't, I couldn't do it. So like for me, and I know a lot of photographers who actually the autofocus is better than relying on your eye, especially if you're trying to photograph someone who's like 50 meters away, Yeah. You no. Know? So when I shoot autofocus, you've got a couple of different settings, particularly, um, you know, a lot of, most of the SLRs, you can either shoot uh, 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 like one shot Okay, so that's where it folk like you'll have the person who's standing dead still, you'll focus on their eyes, and that's your shot. You'll take the frame. Or the other option, if you've got people um, running around and you want to track them, you shoot on uh, AF Servo, which is continuous in uh, Nikon. So it's called AF Servo in Canon and continuous in Nikon. And this is what sports photographers do. This is the way, this is how you can get a shot sharp when you've got someone running towards you or walking towards you or running around. So it tracks the focus and that will give you a really sharp, sharp shot.
1: Great. Okay. Great tip.
2: Yes. Now,
1: let's move on to RAW versus
2: JPEG. Okay. So we kind of brushed across this in a few other shows, Mm. but, you know, I've got to give you the Gina definition now. Of
1: RAW versus JPEG? because now
2: you know how (laughs) I get into science, you know how good I am at science. Right, like, like, it's like, last so week's so good. like last week's definition of the week.
1: ping pong ball, and and, how
2: you shoot. and and my definition of um light. Yes. The opposite of dark.
1: <laughs> yes, really. Yeah, technical. I cool. know. I know. You should I work know. for the CSIRO. Right?
2: I should. Mm. I should. I should be getting. A, what do they get? A Nobel yeah. prize. A Nobel prize for yeah. you know efforts in science. Okay, so in an effort to explain the difference between shooting in RAW and yes. shooting in JPEG. Yep. Val. Go on. how do you like your eggs
1: um well I never like to break the yolk
2: yeah because what happened you'd cry or
1: yeah pretty much. <laughs>
2: And your mum and I can just imagine you as a little girl, and the yolk broke, and you completely lost it. Yep. And they go down the shop and buy you another three dozen eggs. Don't just don't cry anymore.
1: <laughs> Pretty much, even when I go to egg stations at hotels these days, if they accidentally break the yolk while it's in front of me, my <laughs> face—they just look at my face, and then they just put that in one in the bin and start a new one. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know why
2: we're discussing. Well, we're this. talking about eggs because, okay. So, imagine that a raw egg, okay, is your raw file. Okay, now, if you're shooting in raw, okay, that raw egg will, that raw file goes gets goes through the camera's processor, right, and comes out as a raw file. Nothing gets changed. Okay, so everything about that egg is the same as it was when it went, it went through the processor, okay? If the egg is changed to a JPEG, if you shoot in JPEG, basically what happens is you get the raw file, your raw egg, it goes through the camera's process and the camera adds white balance, Fine. color space, sharpening, compression and saturation, and right. what you get at the other end is a boiled egg.
1: <laughs> a boiled egg.
2: So basically, what happens with a raw file when you shoot raw? The camera gives you all the information that's in that file and spits it out the other end exactly the same. It doesn't touch it. Yep. Okay, it's unadult. It's it, it's it's unprocessed. Yes. Right. Then you can take that raw file, you can adjust the white balance, the color space, the sharpening. You've got all these bits of information in there Mm -hmm. untouched that you can then go on and do so much with, okay? Okay. When you're shooting in JPEG, the camera is actually – processing the file for you at the camera's default settings. Right. It's sharpening it. It's compressing it. It's adding saturation, color, and white balance, and you're getting something that you can't do. So if you've got a boiled egg, you can cut it in half and in quarter, and that's it, yes. okay? It's limiting what you can do with it. There's only right. so much you can do to a, to a JPEG file, yes. okay? When you've got a raw file, like a raw egg, you with can a raw fry egg, it. you can, you can poach do all this extra stuff with it. You
1: can, boil it. You can soft boil it. You exactly. Can add
2: so the amount of stuff Tabasco you can do with that raw it. file, yeah, is just like limitless basically. When it I JPEG, love that explanation. <laughs> but when you've got a JPEG, it's cooked, it's done. So especially when you're shooting stuff on stage, You know, and I tell you now, I got – do you remember – what's that show where they they auction stuff off and they travel around the world and they look at people's junk and they go, oh, this is actually a real Picasso? Antiques
1: Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. Mm.
2: I did a gig for them. They came to Melbourne. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And they're in the, you know, it was really cool and people were finding and like, you know, my God, this is a real Tom Roberts and, you know, I know this is actually rubbish. (laughs) It's a bit of lint that you found under your shoe. It's not worth anything. I was doing stills for that and uh, I took a shortcut. I shot JPEG. Right. I'd get back and the lighting was atrocious and I went to convert it and I, there was only so much I could do to the yeah. shots. And I'm like, oh, my God, you can't do anything. So lesson learned, you know. This yeah. was like very early years of um, digital photography, didn't realise. And, yeah, that's what happened. Did so, you bring
1: any of your junk to see whether it was worth anything, more importantly?
2: I don't have any junk oh, <laughs> <laughs> really. Like the family heirlooms, what have I got? Um
1: no. Nah. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I have to say, I take my hat off to you. That was an excellent uh, explanation of Raw. Oh, really? JPEG. really? that make sense? you totally Nobel Prize worthy. <laughs> oh, <yay. Yeah. laughs> All right. So cool. w- the moral of the story is for more flexibility, shoot in Raw.
2: Yeah, because it's like you've got too many variables happening on the stage mm-hmm. to be able to fix. So, yeah, and, right. and you know what you can do? I know that people want to get the files off really quickly that they're shooting and sometimes the clients are waiting to see stuff or you just want to share it really quickly or you're not ready to actually process raw files yet. You're not ready as a photographer. You haven't learned enough. Here's a little tip for you. Just for now, just do this for me because I'm asking you, okay? When you shoot, just set your camera to shoot raw and JPEG. Then when you download right. the files, take those raw files and put them in uh, for later, for when I for <laughs> when I for when I've got my head around this, because you never know that that performer you're doing at that local band, you know, that down the street, the cafe, he could be the next like you know, massive, bon Jovi. the next big deal, right? You've got raw files of him. You don't <laughs> have to touch them now. You just work on your JPEGs, but save them, and then you know what? When you get your first, I promise you. When you open Lightroom and play with it for the first time, and you all will, right? You're going to want to get all your raw files, and like you won't sleep again for another month. <laughs> all you want to do is process your files. It's that good. It's okay. worth. It. So just I like that. that, you're for later file. For later file, <laughs> but you've still got your JPEGs. Okay.
1: All right. What else?
2: Okay. So when you're on stage, you want to be like because it's all happening so quickly. It just all happens and you want to make sure that you capture the action. But you want to just, like, make sure that you're um, anticipating what's going on. So try and mix it up a bit. Now, and I know it's hard to move around. Like, sometimes if you're uh, in a media, like, like there's lots of other photographers, like, you've got your set spot and it's going to be hard mm. to move around. But if you can, try and go to the other end of the stage and shoot from, you know, the other way. And I know when I've, uh, I've shot, uh, like, TV performances and things like that, I've sat on one side of the stage and then I'm gone. Oh, I might go and see what's happening, what the other end looks like, and then I get to the other side of the stage. I'm like, oh my god, this is so much better view, and I've been like, you know, thank God I moved over because yeah. this is where the hero shots are happening. So it's worth actually checking out all different vantage points because also performers look good from different sides, and you might just get a better view. So make sure you mix it up again as yep. well. Now, now avoid when you've got – now, this is with all performers. If you are dead square and shooting straight up, you get the microphone in their face. Oh, I know. Not yeah. a good look. No. So it's always better to shoot from the side. And so try and avoid uh, microphones. And then there's like those big black amps that can be in the shot and other guff, okay? So just watch out for guff in the background, and guff in the foreground and try and look for, like, you know, there, there might be uh, certain banks of lights behind them that look really cool that are a nice beautiful blue or you just might have, like, it goes to black in the background and you just get to feature the performer and that always looks amazing. And what
1: happens when you are in the, the, the front, you know, front of the mosh pit, so you do have, you know, ample space, but the reality is that they're way up high. You know, they're so much higher than you, in, so the angle is not necessarily ideal. What's, what's your suggestion in that scenario?
2: So this is when it's great to have a long lens because that actually uh, reduces that angle and, and makes it look a lot better. So you're not actually... So the wider the lens, the more extreme that angle is going to be. But once you've got a long lens, like a 200, you can zoom in, it actually looks good. It looks fine. So you, you you get around that. And if you were, like, a little bit short... Maybe have something to stand on. So you're a little bit higher, like a little bring bring a little box or a little step ladder. So it just makes you um, pop up a little bit higher from the side of stage. Good but idea. a long lens will also, you know, help help you out a lot in that respect. Great. All right. So also when you're shooting Uh, Don't forget the audience. You know, get wide shots, include them in the shot. If you can, if this is an option, I love this shot so much. Behind stage, shooting back with the audience, you know, so that the performer's on stage and then you can see the entire audience. Often a cool shot, so that's from side of stage. And then maybe try and change your um, shutter speed so that you get a silhouette. So expose for the background instead of exposing for the performer right yeah and look for little details like you know you might want to um just get a a close-up of the hands playing the guitar or you might want to get uh like the 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 close-up of the microphone or you know there's there's all sorts of like little details that tell a story about the performance on the day okay great tip Uh, yeah so next respect what do you mean so you've got to, like, have respect for for the people that, that are there at the show. So, like, something I like to do is just, like, wear black so you don't stand out. So, like, just remember there's an audience there that are watching the performance as well. So, you know, if you're in your bright pink, um, you know, shiny glitter top, all, <laughs> they, all they're going to see is you. Yes.
0: This is
1: my bugbear, actually, because I go to a lot of events and it drives me crazy when the photographer decides they're doing exactly that. They're they're, they're in such garish clothing um, or bright clothing. And so instead of the audience being able to focus on the main person on the stage, they're being distracted by this photographer who's running around, you know, the the stage. Absolutely, we're black.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So remember that. And also, like, be exceedingly polite with the other patrons that are there. And if if you are, like, if you go, hi, hey, um, I'm really sorry, but I'm, I'm here to shoot the show. I hope you don't mind if occasionally I'm just going to get up and, and do that and then I'll sit down and it's like, you know, and, and you just say excuse me and thank you and all of that, you know what happens? They actually get on board with you and I've found in a lot of cases like they'll they'll get up and they'll say, here, here, come and sit here. You can take a few shots here. They'll let me have their seat or they'll point something out that I didn't see. They're working with you. They invest in the shoot with you and they've been like some people I've worked been in that situation with. It's been amazing. Yeah, great. All right. Uh, with your gear, just remember that like, you know, again, there's people around. You've got long lenses. You've got bits and pieces. You've got bags, monopods. Don't be a klutz. okay all right uh and be careful now i remember i did uh, a particular it was a corporate shoot and i was shooting it was tiny 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 venue there was like maybe a hundred a couple hundred people crowded into this room to see liza minnelli do you know who she is
1: yeah (laughs) what do you mean
2: Do, do i need to explain who she is or
1: Liza Minnelli, huge performer, used to be married to Peter Allen, daughter of yeah. Judy Garland. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Like. yeah. Okay, okay. So massive. <laughs> New York, so she's, New York. Yeah, so she's doing, a ma- she's doing a performance, tiny performance. I'm there. I've got my long leans. I've got my monopod. I'm shooting. And it's like one of the um, the tighteners on my <laughs> – the, the technical term, I know, science head, the thing that tightens <laughs> my um, monopod was loose, right? And yeah. so as I'd be shooting and I'd be just like waiting between like bits – to shots, the camera kept dropping forward, it would swing forward, and the long lens, and I kept donking this woman on the head. Donk. Donk. And she turned around, dirty look, I did it again, and every time it would happen, I'm like, I am so sorry, I am so sorry. I did it like four times, and I kept apologising, and finally... I just, like, bent down to her and I said, I am so terribly, terribly sorry. Please um, let me um, let me get, can I have your card and I'm going to send you um, some shots with my compliments of Liza Minnelli tonight. I'm, I'm so very, very sorry, right? And she turns around and she gives me her card. You know who she was? Okay. Like the head of Telstra at that time. It was her gig. <laughs> she was the client. Oh, God. She's like, yeah. And so I'm like, you're it, aren't you, tonight? She's like, I'm it. I'm like, I haven't made a very good impression. Anyway, guess what happened? She's like, I can do one better. We go backstage. So we're in the dressing room, me, Liza Minnelli, and this woman, just the three of us. So it works to play. It works to be nice. Yes. Okay. Exactly. The other thing to do, all right, is uh, the preview screen on the back of your camera. So often, so sometimes it's not really a rock concert. It could be like a stage play where it's, you know, it's really quietly. Yeah, it's very very quiet. And so even like the tiny rustle is going to annoy people. And it's just like dark. If every time you take a shot, your screen lights up. Oh yeah. How annoying! Annoying. You know, So that's and the other thing is the. The, the auto that, um, that, that fires, mm-hmm. the, 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 there's an auto-assist, um, focus-assist uh, beam, like a red beam that fires, goes into people's eyes. Oh, yeah. So turn that off. Yep. Okay? And if you're shooting performers and they're looking at you, don't don't be deadpan cheer smile give them some encouragement yeah absolutely. you know because like how awful to be like because they're, they're they're probably only seeing you they're not seeing the audience so like if they see you and you're not smiling because you're too busy concentrating on the show you might put them off their performance so like you know if they do something good i don't know maybe give them the thumbs up or just go yeah great or, or clap or just you know just to be nice it's just out of respect
1: I think, yeah, clap. I don't know
2: about giving them the thumbs I up. I just go, you know, great. just acknowledge that you see them and you yeah. care, like you're excited to <laughs> yeah, be sure. there. Because if I was a performer and I looked down and I got nothing deadpan, I'd yeah, freak true. out. I would freak out, yep. you know. Um, <laughs> Imagine
1: giving the thumbs up to John Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> good, good. Yeah.
2: Stuff, good. yeah. <laughs> you're, good. you're hot. <laughs> yeah. I think um, uh, Next. hmm uh, just shoot, 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 shoot. This is no time to be conservative with shooting. Right. Okay. Just go for it. Bang, 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 bang. Because bang, 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 it's hard. It's hard to get a. Uh, you know, it's it's the action is happening all the time. Mm. So just fill the card up. Yep. And you know, and then you cull at the end. All okay. right. So Absolutely. just shoot, 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 shoot. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next. Do your homework. So if it's a band or a performance or anything, just actually do a bit of research so you might know what's going to happen on the night. So I know whenever I do, uh, you know, theatre plays and things Mm. like that, I will actually uh, (laughs) Google the play, (laughs) get the condensed version. Sometimes they're classics and it's like the client will go, so we're doing this one and it's like everyone should know what it is. Do you aware of that? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) So I'm It's like, googling oh yeah so he loves her and then the family doesn't yeah Romeo and Juliet got it no worries
1: easy (laughs) I've seen the movie doing (laughs) your homework is so important I can't tell you the number of photographers I have commissioned to do you know whether they're events or whatever and they come back with with the shots I mean I obviously learned from this experience and then I had to brief them extensively but they come back with the shots and the vast majority of the shots are of the minor people, the minor characters, the minor players. And it's like what happened to the lead? What happened to the heroes? I've got three shots of them and that's all I've got to use because they were off busy shooting everything else. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Do your homework. Drives me bonkers.
2: Exactly, exactly. Um, and so finally you come back it's all about the editing now so you know obviously you get rid of the duds. so you like so what I do when I'm editing and I do I do love Lightroom I love it I'd marry it <coughs> you know what I do, you can zoom right in so if I'm doing say it, it is John Bon Jovi that I'm photographing I would zoom in right in on his face right to his beautiful big eyes they feel the frame okay and and um, I just want to make sure that, that they're sharp because it's not going to be, it's not worthwhile having the shot if the eyes are soft. So that's the first sweep. Sharp ones, you know, make sure you keep all those and then, um, you know, you go through and you do a, a, another sweep and, and, and do an aggressive edit. There's no there's no point doing uh, uploading 500 shots of the one that, that are all the same. Yeah. Just put up your really good ones. Do and- any
1: of your clients ever ask for the 500 shots?
2: No, because they don't want to be um, editing. They don't want to be editing. Yeah, you know. And look, if it's a performance where it's a play, Mm. they do. They want to see everything because they want to see all the different sections. But if it's like someone on stage with a guitar singing, Mm. you know, it's uh, it's like there's only a few different frames that uh, you know. on that, it's like when I was doing X Factor, we used to do the auditions and, and you you, I had to make make the call of how much I would um, photograph of a performance yeah. based on like you'd go because you didn't know who was going to go through. They but I'm going go to go and do 100 frames on someone who was just like sounded like, you know, like I sing basically. <laughs> and I'll never forget this one guy, he walks out and I look at him and I go, oh, I think I'll go get a coffee. No. Right. That, that was, and I'm like, I can't. I better, I'll just. For safety, I'll just uh, set my camera up and do. A Why? What was chat. so wrong about him? Because he just like you know when uh, who was that performer that everyone also judged and she went on to win the UK one that, that was the oh, great Susan singer. Boyle. Yeah, it was one of those moments for mm. me. I'm terrible on my part, you know, mm-hmm. judgmental because it just like everything in his act, he didn't he didn't scream starter me that the, the mm. pre chat it was like really uh, low key and it's like yeah I'm kind of in my mid forties and I'm having a go here you know right. That's- and and so I'm like, okay, I'll do three frames, cover it, and then I'll go get a coffee, mm. right? He comes on and he does um, Adele. Mm-hmm. What's that song, Someone Like You? You know that beautiful yeah, song? Yeah. He sings that. Mm. Oh, my God. It's Andrew, Andrew Wishart. He went on to win the whole series. Right. Unbelievable, wow. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know, what was the point of that?
1: make sure you've got to get the right balance in terms of the number of shots that you decide to give the client but on that point the thing is though that what frustrates me as a client is that um you know and i do i I don't want the 500 shots i don't want to uh, edit 500 shots either but i don't then want to be presented with 10 shots of the whole night No, you you know and and that happens that happens that happens, you know, you've shot like incredible amount of stuff. The photographer has decided on their their best ten. No. And at that point I'm like I'm insisting on seeing yeah, of more of would. the rest because yeah. uh, that that's just not enough.
2: No, and if it's like a couple of hours performance, ten's not going to cut it. No, yeah. that's the, like, you know, you'd give maybe 50 for that. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good number. Mm. So, um, yeah, the other thing to consider is like don't, like, be respectful of the performer. So if they're not looking great, then they're not the shots that you want to have out there, you know. If it's a bad angle or, you know, they're they're bung-eyed or whatever, don't, don't, just keep them out. Just look for the ones that they look great um, and they capture the moment. They're the ones that you want to... um, Uh, be be sharing, posting or giving back to the client.
1: Yeah, because you probably won't be getting too many more bookings from that performer. No, no. and it's
2: like people actually don't even because, you know, We get so involved in, oh, my God, look at the light, this and that, and we forget to actually look at the person and go, oh, right, hang on a minute, that angle is probably not that flattering or, you know, and it's it's often the performer that points out, like, look at my hair, pasted all across my face. Yeah. How about that one? And my eyes aren't even both open. And I guess also
1: look at the shots that the performer themselves have released previously yes. that clearly yep. they have okayed and are happy with Yes, it. and look yes. at their a- any commonalities whether they obviously prefer a particular angle or prefer a particular side then that yep. gives you you know it's more likely they're going to love your shot then
2: And believe me, doing this and looking after everyone when you photograph them and being kind and in this manner is going to uh, get you a lot further than anything else you could ever do in this industry. So Mm. it's just like because people um, learn to recognize that, you know, yes, that photographer was great. They really looked after me. They make me look good, Mm. you know, and they'll use you again for that reason because everyone wants to look good in photos.
1: Absolutely. Be kind.
2: Be kind. Um So if you're into the grunge and the heavy metal of the shots, then maybe you want to not adjust the noise and leave it in. It actually adds to the shot. Uh, but otherwise, uh, have a play around with some post-processing um, uh, tools and software and maybe uh, remove some of the noise. The other thing you might want to do is uh, adjust the white balance. Now, I don't think I mentioned in settings, uh, I set my white balance to uh, one, uh, I, I just set it at mm-hmm. uh, 5200, mm-hmm. okay, which is daylight, And then I worry about uh, my white balance in post. So if you're just shooting JPEG, you can't do that. You're not going to be able to change it. So uh, you need to be mindful of that. So if your performance is under uh, continuous lighting, it's a tungsten, it's a warm light, you'll need to set it to that kind of lighting. If it's a daylight, set it to daylight. But if you uh, have the option and you're shooting raw, then you can be flexible. If you set your camera to auto white balance, Every time that you know that ugly red light that performers seem to love that gets flooded on the stage, mm. your camera <laughs> is going to your camera is going to adjust for that. If there's a blue light, it'll change it. So you're going to get your three thousand two hundred shot back shots back. Mm. Everyone's going to have a different colour. So the way I do it is just one white balance, set it, and then worry about it in post in you can correct it back and that, so everything's really consistent.
1: So, I have a question about the theatre because, I mean, I've been in situations with you and with other photographers in, you know, live gigs and, and um, concerts and that sort of thing. However, when it comes to theatre, as in stage productions, you know, mm. plays, mm. and you're shooting that, um, are you generally, because it's not... It's not a concert. It's, you're, you're often shooting in rehearsal. Mm. So is it also a case of there's no do-overs or do you actually set up shots or do they do the play and you just work around them or, you know, how does it actually work?
2: So you do um, where it's a big, a big performance. They have like they'll have uh, a, a th- three, three, three run-throughs of the dress rehearsals over three, three different days, or it'll be like um, you know two in a day. That's when you're shooting. You've just got to hope that you get it, and if you didn't get it, you d- you do the next day and make sure that you get those shots. So generally, mm-hmm. it's the first day. This is with the really big ones. So they do the you, whole to, run-through. They, re- they do the whole run-through. There's no breaks because mm-hmm. the cast, crew, everyone. It's like the tech run. Yes. So basically uh, there's no stopping that we want to make sure that everyone knows what they're doing and so that's when you map out, okay, so that's when he runs across the stage. Right. Then he'll go there and that they'll give you so, sort of an idea of what's happening yeah. and it's the same with uh, doing television still, same thing. You know, there's two rehearsals and you might be shooting that and you'll get a feel for it and then generally when it's a take, um, you can try and sneak in a couple of uh, frames as well. So, yeah, to depends on the performance and then sometimes you can get rehearsals and generally and sometimes I have set up stuff but but not often because it holds up the pr- production
1: so when you're doing publicity stills for television as opposed yep. to publicity shots yep. which are yep. obviously set up yep um you when you're doing the episode publicity yes episodic are you actually shooting while they are filming yes and do the other camera people mind
2: You've got a silencer, so sometimes you use a like a box that you put your camera in that silences everything. And sometimes, if uh, sometimes I hang right back and shoot long lens and uh, try and. But sometimes, if it's like a shot that you're all in a house, and uh, there's – like sometimes it's like you're in a tiny bedroom mm. and there's literally there's 20 crew you are sitting all on top of each other you've got like people right right up next to you and everyone's crammed in and you're like trying to squeeze out that little still that's like you know it's like so awkward so mm-hmm. intimate it's <laughs> like that's uh yeah that's a, another whole other kind of photography very very tricky but you can have like these special boxes that you put around your camera yeah. and it silences the shutter so you can actually shoot away
1: and so what do you like about shooting performances?
2: Oh, it's the energy and it's the fact that you don't know what's going to happen next and it's like uh, it's uh, it's just really exciting for me. I love it and I love watching performers. I, I love it. It's amazing. But
1: also it's funny because with so many of the things that you shoot – you are directing people
2: I know. and you
1: are telling people what to do. You're telling mm. them to put their hand here or to tilt mm. their head there or whatever, and you cannot tell any of these yeah. people anything.
2: Mm. Is it, frustrating, is it but hard for you to hold well, back? <laughs> yeah, of course it is because I'm on starter stage going, oh, for God's sake, why didn't he put his hand on his hip there? You know what? It looks so much better. And so sometimes I'll go like backstage and I'll go, you know who did that? You know she'd stand like that. <laughs> much better. And can you maybe turn around this way? And I've actually gone to the lighting people and gone, can you just uh, pump up the light on their face just a little bit for me? And sometimes they will hold up the show at the end of it and they'll bump up the lights and uh, right. so that I can get my shot. If if I need to, yeah. we can set it up. So, um, but it's like a holiday for me because I don't have to direct; I just get to shoot the action. Mm-mm.
1: Fantastic! Well, that brings us to the end of our podcast this week on performance anxiety, and I think that um, hashtag Gina Challenge this week should be performance. Yes. So you can interpret that however you like. Now, thank you to everybody who has participated in hashtag Gina Challenge. And what what that is, if you're new to the podcast, is that each week we have a theme. It could be portrait. It could be sexy. It could be, you know, performance as it is this week. And it could be light. And you just need to shoot something that is associated with that theme. And this idea has come about because it's really important to, you know, make sure that you've got, you know, some some people have no problem shooting, but some people just needs a little bit of a push to keep the momentum going. And so what we're doing with Hashtag Gina Challenge is putting out a, um, a theme each week and then everyone in the community can shoot with that particular theme and we can all have a look at each other's shots and, you know, c- Um, comment on each other's shots, Mm. and it's just been great to see the different shots out there. So whatever performance means to you, it doesn't have to be a real performance as in, you know, you don't have to go shoot Bon Jovi, (laughs) you can shoot whatever.
2: Extra points if you do, though. Yeah,
1: extra points, definitely. <laughs> um, but thank you to everyone who have um, shouted out, out to us on social media. Put When you do hashtag Gina Challenge, please put that either on Instagram or on the Google Plus page. Yep. And yep. it's been great to see the, the shots mm. on each mm. of those. So, but we might may as well just stick to those two because it's a yep. bit easier. Yep. But if you ha- would like to email us a question, email us news at ginamilitia.com. com, yep. And, of course, course you can also sign up to Gina's fantastic newsletter um, which has lots of great tips and lots of um you know odd and quirky things that Gina does science um,
2: explain yeah, science. science sign up yeah
1: exactly <laughs> um uh you can fi- sign that sign up at ginamilitia.com and that's m-i-l-i-c-i-a and uh we can also find you on social media where Gina
2: at Gina Militia for pretty much everything. Uh, yeah, so right,
1: and you will find me at Valerie Koo. And um, just want to you know give a shout out to so many people who have um, uh, you know sent us sent us their shots and, and yeah, and, you know you've sent, given us lots of ideas and, and um, showed us pictures of. Um, Uh, you know, that you've taken during the week. Um, Thank you also to, um, oh, I don't have his name in front of me, but you know who you are and you sent me a a video of your cat doing high fives. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: I'll
1: give you a proper shout-out next week, but I appreciate that.
2: There we go. We're feeling the love, aren't we, Val? Feeling the love in the room. (laughs) That's right.
1: (laughs) So um, until next week, thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you
2: then.
0: Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.